0: Hey there, welcome. Why don't we start off with a nice, deep, big breath in. Okay, all together now. Let let a little bit of the air out. Go, push it out. Big breath in. Take a big sip at the top. All the way out, get super empty. Keep going, let it all out, and then let it in. (sighs) Ah, (laughs) welcome. That's what I call a lunar breath. When you get to the fullness and you get to the emptiness. And right now, in the lunar cycle, we're at the full part. (laughs) We are at the brim of the brim. That part where you can't get any more fuller, it just needs to release at this point. So here is a brief play I wrote about the Virgo full moon. Personality says, I don't wanna. And then soul says, I know it will be hard, but I promise it will be worth it. In the end. It is going to take so much work and so much time and so much energy. And what if I screw it up? What if I let people down? What if I don't show up on time? Or what if I don't say the right thing? What if they don't hear me or get me or understand me at all? What if they don't see me at all? It doesn't matter how those people receive or perceive you. What matters is that you made an effort and you put forth what you have to give. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to show up. But worry is avoidance. It's understandable, dear, all of your concerns. But your butts are draining your energy and your dreams. We got the vision, what is the first step? What is the next step you need to take? And Finn, (laughs) that was a little play between soul and personality. And personality is like a child throwing a fit. And the guiding voice is like the soul, the parent, the nurturer, a really good one, (laughs) who offers the truth, in the face of those misperceptions. Pisces holds the content of everything, every dream, every vision, every feeling, every absurdity, delusion, hope, character flaw, valor, and esteem. And Virgo, the axis point, the polarity, holds the analysis and discernment discernment, the key word here, of that content. It's a lot. It's a lot. This season has been a lot. It's overwhelming. There are so many factors, so many perceptions and connection points, so much to work with at any given moment. Virgo can try to overview, control, criticize, organize, debate, debate, debate the big picture. Or... It can step into the picture and work with what's available. That is presence. This Virgo full moon, I beseech you to lay down your mental defenses. Take these last sips of Pisces season. And if your cognitive mind won't shut down, give it a job. Make a list. As we approach the equinox this Sunday, March 20th, the starting point of the astrological calendar, traditionally, we have a chapter finishing to make space for the next to be writ. Of course, we feel the pressure, the pressure to tie up all the loose knots. But just remember, not all of those loose ends are yours to deal with. Happy full moon, everyone. This is Lauren K Hickman. You've reached the Inspired Astrology podcast. Uh, I'm Lauren. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in Bayview neighborhood. Uh, I've lived here for about a year and a half. Moved up during the the 2020, (laughs) right? Me and my dog Dragon and my person. I live in a house. I'm an astrologer, but mainly I am a Reiki practitioner, an intuitive healer, an energy interpreter. And that is what you are getting a piece of, this verbal play on the celestial bodies. planetary poetry, if you will. So if you're new here, welcome. Uh, I own a studio space called Ursa Day which is the umbrella for all of my services. And yeah, it's all, it's all happening, folks. I hope that you are taking care of yourself. Today's been a weird one. <laughs> it's been weird. And I don't know if you can hear my my hound dog dragon clippy-clopping around, clippy-cloppy, flippy-floppy. Um, he just wharfed his food really quick. And then he didn't know what to do with himself. And I feel like that is a lot of Virgo right there. Not that he is a Virgo. He is not. He's a Sag, Scorpio rising, sun in the second house. So maybe security issues do have something to do with the slurping of the food. Um, But often there's this like, get it done and then what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And that sort of um, tension is sort of the mobility of Virgo ruled by Mercury exoterically. It's a very sand-like quality for an earth sign. Very movable, adaptable. The word that we use in the modes is mutable. And this adaptability is one of its greatest gifts. Virgo is the opposite sign to Pisces and polarities teach us so much so so much about the universe i know that's a big word trying to define that down but here in pisces virgo we have the axis of service service to self service to others service to the world true service Where we don't have our best interest in mind, we have the interest of all involved in mind when we make choices. That is the unity and oneness of Pisces. When we connect in with that flood of energy and that information, that knowing that we're all one and the same. And so what you have done to you, what you do to others, it affects all of us. So Virgo helps us to understand what the next right choice is and where discernment comes in. Why the to-do lists? Why the reflection? Why staying up in bed at the end of the day, thinking about all of the things that you could have done differently or how you could have been more effective? These are nice balancing points. You have Pisces, the escape artist, (laughs) and Virgo needing to be needed. One who needs to bond and often evaporate. The other one who's beside behind the scenes making everything happen. See the dreamer and the dream. Today's energy is really interesting. I'm I pulled up the chart for Milwaukee, because usually I do my my casting of my magic wand aka computer algorithm ephemeris program uh so i cast my chart for where i'm located at and so that's central standard time that tonight 2 17 a.m so past midnight friday march 18th 2022 uh we're resonating at a 9 and 9 9 9 9 which is a ending an ending point And I didn't write this in the report, but we have a lot going on at the base, the bottom, in houses 2 and 3, near the IC, the root chakra of the chart. And we have Sun and Neptune pretty much conjoined. We have Jupiter far enough out to not have a total influence on what's going on with the Sun today. Um, but Jupiter soon will be connecting with Neptune in a very rare occasion of uh, poetic flush, so to speak. It's it's going to be a really beautiful energy that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so the sun is opposite to the moon, creating that polarization point of trying to find the balance between Virgo tediousness and Pisces space cadettedness. that's a word, I just made it up. Not really. Um, (laughs) So this whole flood of sun, Neptune, Jupiter, Mercury, all in Pisces has made for a very like squishy and sort of like nebulous season. Maybe you're feeling a loss of time. Maybe your dreams have been weird AF. Uh, It's been strange, people. It's been strange. And I'm kind of looking at this like base note um, ch- I mean childhood is immediately w- what comes to mind with this chart I know that it's not necessarily fourth house and it's aspects here from where I stand in Milwaukee but um, that nine a nine 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 connection really makes me think that this is an emptying out it's a hollowing it's an exit point point. and I was joking a little bit earlier with my friend who goes by Martian Loon the moon's bitch Shay I love you. She's in Des Moines and we were texting about how like, like what is happening? It's been weird. It's Neptune, Jupiter. What is it? What is it? And I was like, dude, it's a kite formation. So you have a couple sextiles, we have a trine, we have an opposition, which create a kite. And if this is in a, a human's chart, you know, if you're born at the exact moment of the full moon, Um, there's a really powerful sort of life force energy, a focus point, release points, harmonious energy that needs to come into culmination. It's almost like there's a life's purpose or a vision. And it can be sort of out of reach because trines and easy, harmonious aspects like sextiles don't create a lot of tension unless they're activated. So maybe you've had an activation today that made you like, cry your face off, or maybe this week as we've been leading up to the Virgo full moon. Um, Depending on where Virgo falls in your chart, I mean, this could be subconscious, this could be in your face, it could be dealing with your budget, it could be dealing with your schools and your kids and your siblings, etc. Right? Whatever is going on in your life, conscious or unconscious, this is an exit point. And, and I was joking with Shay that it feels like magnesium oxide to a constipated bowel, right? Virgo always makes me think about the bowels and constipation and tightness and things kind of like rigid within the processing center, right? I.e. the gut, um, which is sort of our human metaphor for processing of emotions, what we hold on to, what we release, Um so maybe you're having an emotional bowel movement today. Maybe you are holding on to it for dear life, afraid of what will happen if you run to the bathroom at the wrong time. You know, and I and I joked online like just like any bad bowel movement this too shall pass, but it's not it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Letting go can be cathartic. It can be scary, painful. Uh, I was just thinking about, a like I tried a hydrocolonic one time, and uh, this was in Des Moines, and the gal said that she was well-trained by this amazing hydrocolonic therapy gal, but she had the worst bedside manner of anyone I've ever met, and I mean, I literally had a tube up me, up my body, rinsing water up into my colon and flushing it out, watching stuff, debris, move through a little tube. And that was very vulnerable. Even talking about it now, I'm like, did I just share a little bit too much about myself? Um, but sure, surely that feels like the moon today, you know. Depending on what hose is spraying up on your insides, emotionally, physically, mentally, all the things. Uh, it's it's tough to release stuff. It feels very vulnerable. You want to hold on. It feels uncomfortable. And I just really, really want you to be gentle with yourself. I'm reading a lot of astrology reports online, you know, sort of the typical Virgo stuff about, you know, updating your daily routine. Change up your recipe pattern. Get that health kit going. And I just read this really dope thing online and I might have to pull up what exactly this human said but it was to the effect of like what if adding one more thing to your routine is not what you need what if it's letting go of some of those patterns and things that we hold on to these habitual tendencies that we grip onto rather than surrender you know why don't why don't we surrender to being present that's some food for thought. I am totally a proponent of daily meditation, of morning pages, of exercise routines, especially if you're like kind of crazy and fiery and you need to burn that stuff off, you know? But I'm also an advocate for like cookies sometimes and staying up too late and watching cartoons because I do that a lot. Hello, zero degree Pisces moon. <laughs> and... um Whatever it is that you're sort of assessing, I know that these moon moments, especially with all the journals and media and TikTok and witch talk and all the things that we're consuming these days, like it's really easy to get into those like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get down. and like, write everything down that's going on. Don't beat yourself up if you don't, right? You know, maybe you picked up smoking again. If you're not being hard on yourself, that's fine by me. You know, if you're going to do something, do it with some intention I hope oh there's lots of things that we do unconsciously so let's let's bring that to light let's full moon let's full moon this just looking at this chart again because it's you know that kite formation is between Pluto at the final degrees of Capricorn there for a couple more years slowly burning through this very intense energy you know, and I was, I was reading this beautiful esoteric astrology book written by a man whose name I cannot pronounce. Um, Capricorn can be either egoless, looking to change the world, make the world a better place, update systems, do something for the greater good. Or it can be about personality and obsessing over career paths and building a successful fill-in-the-blank. So Pluto and Capricorn in this trine with the moon in Virgo, Earth sign. North node in Taurus, another Earth sign. So we have an Earth trine pretty much at exact degrees here. The north node is the soul's direction. You know, Taurus slowing down, taking it easy. Um, Stability stabilizing right in, in insane times as we are living in stability is one of the greatest things that we can ask for you know Pluto and Capricorn transforming perspective and systems and churning and turning things over bringing it to the surface the moon illuminating along with revealing our dead patterns behaviors karmic what have you that needs to be healed. I think that some of that childhood stuff. Moon always makes me think of that. Virgo. Mercurial energy. Yeah, so then the sextiles between you no know, Pluto. Neptune Sun. Anyhow, anyhow. So kite formations are big activation points that remain c- unconscious until we can see them you know so this pisces season has been the flooding of the fields the saturation of the soil the seeds sown last year laying dormant in the ground coaxed awake by the lengthening of light we emerge from winter stretching atrophied limbs and caved in hearts endearing so much darkness so much patience so much so much all that holding we were bound to get a bit um constipated this kite formation in the sky created by a trine opposition and two sextiles create a karmic flight point the moon and sun near neptune by degree not by proximity oppose in the tension dance of every axis point in the season what does spring know about fall It's hard to anticipate all the effort it will take to complete what we have started. Fall knows that all our wishes and aspirations take bare-knuckled effort to create. The sextile of Pluto and the north node trine Virgo moon is asking us to grit our teeth. We can sit in dreamland or we can do the work. It's up to us. The point is to not criticize whatever choice that you make. Action or inaction. But doing the work means clearing space. It means setting boundaries, creating a schedule, saying uncomfortable things like, no, thank you, even when it makes you squirm. This is a clearing moon. This is making space, this moon. This is prioritizing your efforts. This kite harmony creates the pathway to drainage, which isn't always pretty. So sink your hands into the soil, breathe deep these earth scents of spring, and get your head out of the clouds. Time to wake up after winter's slow and thick sleep. I don't know, what do you guys feel like doing? You want to hear a story? You want to hear a story about dragon? I was just thinking about this time of year, right? Because we're right before the equinox. You feel this mud season, thickness, and kind of a clearing out, right? Because we're about to start a new astrological year with the equinox, with Aries, the springing forth, the beginning, the new, the energy to be brave, to be confident to move forth I have to pause for a second and think of uh, Mr. Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers for just a minute because his birthday is coming up I have been listening to a lot of Nirvana <laughs> and watching a lot of cartoons and definitely thinking about um, Mr. Rogers and his impact, his beautiful chart, I'll have to Pull that up and look at it. Uh, maybe do some writing about that on Instagram. If you follow me there at Lauren K Hickman. <laughs> I always feel so goofy talking to myself on my phone. I hope I'm glad that y'all are on the other end to receive my nonsense. Um, but the the Virgo full moon, Virgo is also associated with, you know, not just the sixth house rituals, day-to-day schedule, our work, our service, what we connect with how we organize, how we move through a day. It's also associated with, like, little things and taking care of little things, like little plants and dogs and cats and birds and feeding the bees and (laughs) all the things that we do as humans. We're supposed to be guardians here. And, you know, the Virgo full moon, what is it, six years, five years? Yeah, I... um. I took on Dragon, my puppy, who's not a puppy anymore. But you know, he turned seven in December. But um, Dragon's really important to me. Um, the same week that I connected with him, finally created a boundary with another person who had given multiple opportunities for him to pick up the dog who had a different name at that time. Um, it was the same week that I had to put my my dog Dollar down, and Dollar was seventeen. He was an older terrier, and he was biting people's feet. And he was just getting more and more neurotic and squirmy, and it was very very painful. And my mom had requested that I that I handle it because of you know adulting essentially. You know, taking responsibility, and part of that is um, doing the right thing when it's the right time. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, Dollar was this neurotic creature. (laughs) He was so neurotic. I mean, he would just, if he thought that you were leaving the house, he would, like, just go hide in a corner. And if you go to, like, pick him up, he would just, like, pee all over you. You know, he just was really sensitive, and very high energy, and a lot of dog, and I never really liked him until I moved back from a meditation retreat, uh, happened in 2011, and I connected with that dog because I was in a terrible place in my life. I was about a year sober, and broken in so many ways, And the best Way broken down to the core elements of my being, I had worked and knotted and mis massaged out all the knots in my in my awareness that I could, and I had to just sit with this big mushy pile of me and try to figure out who the fuck I was now that I wasn't using drugs or drinking every day, now that I was trying to sort out my relationship addictions my love addiction, uh, how I had just coasted through my life half awake. Meditation was the key that opened the door to everything for me. You know, first, first it was trauma and working with that, arriving, being present with the darkness. Finding friends who were real, who supported me, who... Took me to yoga class for the first time in a hot studio on 38th Street and Broadway in New York City. And then doing my first silent retreat for three days in the Catskills. And having to sit with myself and being so frustrated and so aware of how much I didn't like me. And then I decided to do a yoga teacher training and move my body for the first time. That idea of atrophy, moving out of an atrophy of many, 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 many years, maybe my whole life of being floating eyeballs, totally disconnected from my body, my being. And for 10 weeks, I did a 200-hour teacher training. And I think about those faces, those people, every time that I practice, every time I meet my mat, I hear their breath. I feel the presence of others. And in these times when we're so alone, we have to capture those moments of connection. And it sucks because sometimes that connection, it... It doesn't happen since we're in elementary school or some childhood memory or maybe a club or, you know, a baseball league that you joined at some point. Maybe it was a bar or working at a Starbucks like I did. You know, we have these these moments where these clicks happen in a community where you synchronize the vibe, the harmony between all these different essential selves. That's magic, you know? That's truly, purely magic when we connect with other and in group, group service. So I finished that yoga training and I remember I was at this this gallery doing yoga and art gallery in the Greenwich Village or some some fucking place. And I had a glass of wine and I hadn't been drinking that much during my teacher training because I' you know given up given up all the hard stuff. all the, all the things, and that glass of wine, it evaporated through every cell, every pore in my body in that first sip. I felt like my nerve endings on fire, like electricity, and I was drunk off the first sip, and that was the first time I was like, oh shit, I might be an alcoholic, (laughs) And it was not the first time. I had already gone through 12-step program. I had already tried to get sober before and failed miserably because I tried to do it my way, (laughs) which does not work. I don't know where I'm going with this story, but we're going to take the ride, right? Um, I quit drinking and I left a relationship and I moved out of my apartment. And I lived out of a backpack for six months between Brooklyn and Manhattan. And some days I went to work with my backpack and I didn't know where I was going to sleep that night. I do not recommend this for everyone. I've heard of failed sojourns when people leave their home and just hope that the kindness of strangers will adopt them. In my circumstance, it was a complete leap of faith utter and truly I let go I let go I let go and I ended up trading alginate faces and petroleum body parts and plaster casting everything in the halls of Cooper Union and the East Village going to yoga going to the Shambala Center in Chelsea meeting my fate Waking up in the morning in some stranger's home. Hallucinating that I'm rolling around in documents and paperwork. Forms to get me to apply to a meditation retreat program in Barnet, Vermont. Which I did. I quit my job and put all my stuff in my meditation instructor's storage facility in Queens. Including a mannequin that I'd picked up in... (laughs) The garment district off of the ground. And I moved to Barnett, Vermont for 100 days of meditation. I went to Oz and I came back a different human being. Everything melted. Everything softened. And I didn't know what to do. How do you reconcile all that? How do you reconcile an opening that huge... When you sit with yourself for 12 to 16 hours a day, staring at a floor, watching your mind ravel and unravel back and forth, coiling and uncoiling, redirecting your future and your past, rewriting, creating storyboards, storylines, falling in love, falling out of love with everything and nothing. So instead of going back to New York, I went back to the Midwest to go reconcile with my past, with my family. And that's what got me and Dollar together, right? (laughs) Out in the woods every single day at Browns Woods Preserve, walking old paths, the same path every single day. My heart rate was so high, my blood pressure was so low, and I was so, so unwell. I'd have panic attacks that I couldn't even censor. There was no stimulus that that started them. So I just kept sitting and practicing and doing yoga and going for walks and learning how to cook, learning how to garden, spending time with my mom. And part of being back in Iowa meant reconnecting with my, my Reiki, my Ageless Wisdom teacher at that time and I audited every single class she taught. I went to every single class that she taught. Reiki, ageless wisdom, perception work. It was all I did. I was in my late 20s and I didn't exist. Not in society. I couldn't tell you what music was playing back then. I couldn't tell you. I finished my film. I went went back to a project that I had started and I completed it. And sometimes that's the rub, is just knowing what things need to get done. So you don't leave little knots (laughs) waiting to unravel loose ends to tie up, as I wrote in the report. And Dollar was there for a lot of those classes. And he was in my lap when I took my third degree Reiki initiation, which was a very, very sacred experience for me Um, I waited 10 years before I decided to take that class it was not something I was interested in I didn't want to be a doctor or nurse I didn't know that I was on the path to be a teacher and at that time I just knew that I I was supposed to do it and it was a big expense and I had to fly back from New York but dollar was on my lap and the Virgo full moon a couple years ago I had to put dollar down and I had to set a boundary and I got to keep dragon <laughs> and dragon's a whole other ball of wax the whole story of speaking to a palm reader in December of 2014 and I met in Salem who came to my place in Brooklyn and he told me that my ancestors had a dog for me and i guess they did because i met dragon in the spring of 2016 and he was underweight and underfed and i wish i wish a lot of things i wish i would have just taken him and not endured what i endured but i did and i wouldn't change a thing about it you know sometimes the shittiest stupidest things that happen in our life that we regret it's like the most important thing, right mean, I have this beautiful dog sitting on my foot right now, and I mean, when I got him chipped again, it was Virgo full moon about a week week or so before my birthday, and he's mine he's been he's been my friend, he's been my companion, my familiar, if you will. <laughs> So maybe this Virgo full moon, you appreciate the little things that you take care of. Your plants, your creatures, the little things. Just noticing the little things that you can appreciate. So I'll sign off for now. Um, Yes, my birthday is coming up March 28th. I am going to be 38 years old this year. Can't believe I made it this far. It's pretty pretty cool. What a gift. I hope that you take good care of yourself. Take a bath if you need it. I'm going to go see Car Seat Headrest tonight at the Pabst Theater because that was a yes for me. Some things are a no. Some things are a no, but that was definitely a a yes. I want to go do that. <laughs> so I hope you use your discernment to do things that you love. To endure the things that you have to do. And to say no and fuck no to the things that do not serve you. Signing off until I check in with you next time. I hope that you stay inspired. This is Lauren K. Hickman. If If you're in Milwaukee, book a session with me. Do a consultation. Come meet me at Ursa Day at the Lincoln Warehouse. If you're not in proximity, I can still be with you. Virtually, over Zoom, phone call, FaceTime. Carrier Pigeon uh, or one of my written reports. Written reports are about 3,000 words and they're intuitive readings that I do um, without ever having met you or asking any questions. They are probably one of the hardest offerings that I provide because they, they take time and they take patience to listen to the whispers. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I love, I love being of service. So please use me, use me, people, (laughs) the Virgo thing to say, I need to be, I need to help. Give me a job. Uh, I love celebrating you. So thank you for always giving me the opportunity to do so. You can find me online, Us, or energy interpreter or Lauren K. Hickman. Uh, I have all those domains because I'm a dork and apparently a a domain, a dork main, main, (laughs) domain collector. Um, Yeah, easy to find. Reach out. Feel free to donate. Really always appreciate those those pitches in. Uh, My content is free to the universe. Um, I don't have any paywalls or anything blocking me and you at this time. So I have things like Dragon Donna, which is a $5 offering. You can Venmo me whenever you feel like it, whenever you feel inspired. And again, that's Lauren K. Hickman of Venmo. Uh, really appreciate your support. Take care of you.